Hey guys, welcome to Talking About Talking with your host, Billy. Um, today we're going to be talking to my cousin, and the topic today is going to be um, discovering you have something called ADHD, and a little bit about um, what my cousin's gone through as a woman um, in different trials of her life. So without further ado, um, I'm going to introduce my cousin, Venus, to everyone. Say hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> hey, hey, so this is the first time you're on a podcast or anything like that, so I know it's kind of nerve-wracking, but we're just going to get through it um, and just act like we're on the phone or in person. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Ooh. Um, you got to start out with a hard one, didn't you? They're all hard. <laughs> well, um, you know. <laughs> yes. About myself. Well... Um, about myself would probably be described under my ADHD. Um, and the more I've learned about it, the more I have uh, discovered that it is so much of who I am. Um, um, let's see, aside from that, I am, you know, I'm a mother, um, and a grandmother, two children, and, uh, five blood grandchildren and like four I think four grandchildren by marriage um yeah like I said you know uh finding out a lot about who I am you know is related to my ADHD and my characters of you know I'm very creative I'm very I think outside the box um unique uh yeah Okay. Passionate about about things that I do, and yeah, definitely. And that all—I mean—that just makes a great person in general. So that leads me to my first question. Um, And of course, we're not doctors or specialists or anything. This is just, uh, you know, just off of your knowledge and what you've gone through. Um, So, what does living with ADHD mean to you personally? Okay, yeah, um, personally, (laughs) challenge would be the first thing that comes to mind. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I don't doubt that. Right, but the challenges aren't uh, what what you would think. ADHD in itself isn't the challenge. It the challenge is presented by living in society that doesn't know about ADHD and doesn't recognize it and isn't set up for it. Um, that That's where the challenges come in because being ADHD is, is being a different type of, t- different type of brain that operates differently than the, the norm. So what is, what is normal and typical in our society creates issues for the ADHD person. Right. So, right. so um, being ADHD in today's world and the way that, that things have you know, played out in history and life and stuff, it, it's hard, very hard. Um, and it's one of the things that I, you know, leads me not just my own personal struggles, but knowing that so many other people have this same struggle. Um, that that drives me to, you know, wanting to learn all I can about it, not just for myself, but you know, to help, you know, spread awareness and and to help other people to not have to go through things that I've went through and people that are dealing with the same thing are going through right um, and what would you consider like what would you categorize um some of the challenges because you know i've personally have a small um i probably have a small thing to do with this as well in my life but right. do you think people just say oh well they're just crazy or they're eccentric or like what they, are the, some of the yeah. negative things you've heard they do they do um 
Um, yes, and you being my cousin, I do know that's you also. Um, because I think ADHD is is under a bigger classification, which you know, because I have ADHD and dyslexia. I think you yeah. also have the dyslexia. Yes, and dyslexia, yeah, and dyslexia itself has its own ADHD characteristic traits. That is what makes my ADHD even more severe. And then also environmental and life bringing up and things like that have, you know, created issues in like PTSDs and different things like that because of them not knowing about what it was in my, in, while I was growing up. Um, but the, the hardest thing is that people not knowing about it, it, I mean, and it's like the ADHD community. Oh, and I was saying, excuse me, this is my ADHD. Let me go back a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I was saying that it was under a classification of, of uh, that classification is neurodivergent. Okay. Anyone who has like the characteristics like ADHD, um, dyslexia, um, you know, even autistic and stuff like that, where we're, it's a different type of brain setup, you know, where, what parts of the brains are more um, influenced and, and we use more. Um, the people right, the nerd, right. You, I think yeah. I've heard that phrase before. Yeah. And, and yeah, and it's, and when you, when you learn about it, it's so, there's so much that like, it's just like, boom, it just makes you like, okay, but the world doesn't know that. And it's very hard. People, you know, they label you, you know, lazy or, or just scatterbrained or, you know, um, inadequate or not, you know, there's just so many things. And one of the biggest things that is hard for me, and I, I still deal with it to, to this day, is people who want to try to help, they're the constant, you just need to try harder. And it's not that kind of a problem in trying to get people to understand that it's what kind of problem it is when they don't understand the, the mechanisms of what's going on. Right. It, it's hard, you know. Uh, you try to explain it to people and they just look at you like you've got three heads. <laughs> well, I think that's probably the innate, uh, the innate problem with human society in general is that, you know, when someone doesn't understand something, they, the large population, they just dismiss it or they overlook it or, you know what I mean, or they don't look at it at all. So it's not there to bother them. Right. And I, and I think that a lot of that is, it's not that they couldn't understand it. It's just that people just don't care to understand it. Um, maybe it's just easier to, uh, you know, not care because they don't want to put the time and effort into it. Or if not, like, for instance, if you had a, you know, if you had a physical disability where you can see it, then people have to respect that because they, you know, I mean, they don't have to, but they're more likely to because it's right there in front of them. And, you know, they're going to be seen as a real, you know, you can see what you're doing to this person if they're, <laughs> but to do it to a person who's ADHD, it, it's nothing because there's nothing to really stand out to say that I'm ADHD. So there's right. not, there's no protection against that that what we have to go through in a daily basis when we're trying to, you know, and it affects everything. It affects one of the biggest things is the way, okay, it's called masking. Most and all ADHD people learn this. We try to, you know, I didn't even know this when I was younger that that was what I was doing, but yes, that's what I do. Um, is we try to mimic neurotypical people or other people that we see in society, we try to act like them because that's what you're, you know, is what's accepted. And, you know, we're trying to fit in and trying to be accepted. But what happens is we always come across as shady. We come across as if, as if we're hiding something. And this is one of the biggest things I've, you know, I've discovered. Exactly. We are hiding, we are hi we're hiding our true selves. You know, so this affects you when you go to get, try to get a job or you're trying to get a promotion, you know, you can't, and, and the thing is, is there's so, ADHD has been pushed down and pushed aside for so long that even people who are, know about it still don't know 
how who we really are, how we're what we're what our true a- actions are. Even right. if we're trying to act like ourselves, we still don't even know how because we've been trying to, you know, look like what everybody else looks like. Right, and just like you know, along with that is that there's a lot of shame and guilt and stuff that comes along with having any type of you know abnormity or deficiency or whatever you might want to label it you know um Mm -hmm. i do realize that so therefore a lot of people either ignore those um those attributes about themselves or they just you know move on and just say oh whatever this is who i am Mm -hmm. so to bring you to the second question though really quick i wanted to go Mm -hmm. into this um when did you realize um, did you have something and you did just didn't know the name of it like you have this thing or you have this um, abnormity if you will the, the, yeah the, the difference um, well I was diagnosed early on which is, is uh, rare for girls but I, that again that's probably because of me having dyslexia and ADHD It most times girls do not get diagnosed until they're after they're um hit their teens and stuff um because they go under the radar because most people associate adhd with you know bad behavior and doing things wrong and getting in trouble you know so it's usually been associated with a boy's condition um but it's it's not and a lot of women have been you know recently being diagnosed and that's why a lot of you know the medications getting uh dispensed more more uh, rapidly because there are so many people that so many women that are that are adhd and just didn't get diagnosed um but for me i knew when i was younger i mean i got diagnosed at seven so i've always known that quote unquote I had ADHD and dyslexia but didn't know anything other than that other than there were four capital letters standing next to each other and and this word dyslexia so it wasn't anything that was talked about or discussed other than being in you know special ed and and, you know special reading and things like that but there was no no information on what this meant to me Hmm. So the first half of my life was just just chaos, you know? And I mean, it makes sense now to me looking back that, you know, there was always something that was wrong, but I had no idea what it was. (laughs) And I didn't even know that I, I didn't even really think to put it, I didn't, Back then, there wasn't any information. There wasn't Google. There wasn't any anywhere to find out information about it. It was just these labels, and that was that. Yeah, but don't you think um, that if they if they were under if it was understandable enough to diagnose someone at seven years old, don't you think that there'd be more research to back up why this is a diagnosis? Um, I think back then they're they're what they their diagnosing um, attributes were limited. They didn't know nearly as much as they knew now. They oh, knew right. it was inattentiveness. It was, um, you know, poor behavior or they knew these things. They knew it was, you know, it, it disrupted your ability, like dyslexia disrupted my ability to, um, you know, do my work and, you know, and do get grades and stuff. Um, obviously they knew that I was smart but obviously I wasn't getting the good grades. So that's, you know, kind of how they knew that I was dyslexic. It wasn't just, I wasn't, it wasn't that I just couldn't learn. It was, there was an issue, you know, with this ADHD, which was causing me to, you know, not be able to focus and stuff. But yeah, it, it, the research that they have today is based on years and years of, of, of search and research and just, you know, different, talking to different people and yeah, so much more detail of information. Yeah, because I know when I was coming up and I was getting um, 
you know, put through tests and things like that, I, it was put for me that I had a learning disability and dyslexia. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. it. A learn, you know, right. and that's so broad, like learning disability. Okay, so what does that entail exactly? You know, and yeah. just like you, I've I never went any further. I mean, you've went a lot further, and we'll get into that. Yeah. But I haven't. I just I've been one of those people that just kind of like I knew I had these things because I was told, and I just moved forward. But you right. actually have done some research and and really dove into right. the what's and the whys and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and that's one of my one of my character traits that I mean I I love to learn, but especially was it something that is is pertaining to me, you know, because I want to know everything about me and how how it works. Um, in and I'm glad I do that. I mean, I'm glad that there's people out there now that can that are helping other people. But there's a lot of people that have it that do, don't search like that, that struggle right. with this, with what they're doing and have no idea. You know, we you spend I spent so all of my beginning years feeling like, you know, I should be able to do such and such in a certain way. And I didn't start learning about ADHD until I was 40. Right, right. Yeah, that's why my next question was, is how was living, you know, living with ADHD um, as a young woman and then now as someone of a mature age? Like, how is that um, oh, it's tr- transition, yeah, it's, you know? It's so different. I'm, I mean, I, you know, you hear that phrase all the time if I knew then what I knew now I think <laughs> in an ADHD person I think that's like the hallmark of statements you know um because yeah I, now back then I couldn't have told you what was my ADHD what about me right. ADHD Obviously. couldn't tell you you know and that lack of knowing made me feel broken inadequate you know i I, and 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 made it impossible for me to have any chance of correcting something because you can't correct something you don't know is wrong so it was just a constant beating myself against my head against the wall and that's why i just became a people pleaser i became you know everybody else's shadow i became you know, you know, and, and it's so sad because I was, I have always had such great ambitions and I could have gone so much further. I mean, I'm not that I can't now, but I mean, yeah, we can't live in the past, but it's just like, oh, if I'd have known, I get, you know, I could have worked on that differently. And I did still find that I worked on different things innately. I guess it was instinctively. I worked on myself and things like that. And that's one of the reasons why I guess, you know, I know today because I knew something was wrong and I was bound to figure it out. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's what forever. you have to do. And I think we're, you know, a little bit of that's going on nowadays. I think a lot more visibility is coming, you know, um, coming out as far as, you know, all the other aspects of the world. But I think mm-hmm. ailments and mental health is getting more of a light shined on it now than it ever has in the past right right and one of the biggest things and and i'm so happy is that people are because back i think one of the reasons like my family or our family didn't talk about it much is because before our generation anybody that had a condition like adhd and dyslexia or something like that would have been in the child and that nobody speaks about they'd put him off in the thing and you know because it was literally considered mentally retarded like like that's how far back it was so family our family and our generations didn't even speak about it they're like no that's not even you you know even my mom still has trouble understanding mom it's okay i'm adhd you know and 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 she's adhd all day long too (laughs) but you know and and i've just recently had a conversation where with her where she kind of admitted it for a second you know but the generations back then they just that was just something you didn't talk about you know you were you weren't right you weren't you know but they did that with everything even with left-handed people 
I mean, they spent years trying to make everybody write with the right hand. You know, it's just, oh, I can yeah. go on. Yeah. Yeah. It's, but it's definitely today, getting better, I think. Um, and I think as, you know, as we know more and there's more research and things like that, um, you know, and more visibility to, to difference, to difference, really. Right, um, right. Which is. Oh, I was go just going to say, I was just going to say, which is making it making it making it appear more like it is less of a mental illness and more of a way a person is <laughs> right you know right which is oh, about time like <laughs> but it definitely still, makes it difficult because like do you ever find yourself um you know, I know ADHD is, it's like hard to focus or hard to stay on task, but do you ever find yourself uh, doing something that you love to do that it's not so hard? Um, well, right now at the age that I'm at, um, I'm going through menopause, which is a whole nother story because <laughs> all right, that'd be another podcast. Thing, yeah. Here's the, the thing about ADHD is, is it, I mean, there's a lot more to it in your, in, as far as inside the brain and how things are going. But, you know, the biggest thing that you can, to, to, to sum it up, is the dopamines, okay? Um, dopamines are, okay, well, there's the dopamines, there's the endorphins, there's, you know, the serotonin, there's, you know, estrogen, which is the menopause part of it. But all of these things are necessary for a person to be able to focus and to be able to um, be productive okay and an ADHD person in in the society and the way things are set up with it with it all being neurotypical okay that, that you got the neurodivergence and, and neurotypicals which neurotypicals are the, is the way the system is set up for them so that system makes it impossible for our dopamines to rise because we don't work that way. So it's, that's why we have a deficiency. Now, when I'm doing something I really enjoy or something's going good and things are good, then my dopamines, like anybody's, would rise. And then I okay. could do it. But, but living in a society that isn't set up for an ADHD person we don't get the dopamines that that we need and that is why you know we need medication because we're not living the, our real life a real life for in things set up properly for an ADHD person yes i i, I believe 100% that we would create our own dopamines and we'd be fine but in, in okay you know, well with that said what do you think that that would look like Oh, that's the that's the big question, and I and I, I think about that all the time, because you know that's what needs to be implemented into the system is for ADHD people to strive better. Is there things to be set up the way that they do it, which is hard, which is hard because, but it's not. I, I do see it going that direction, but it goes against the grain because it doesn't cons it doesn't correlate with you know, modern, you know, the structure and everything, you know, ever be in there and be doing this and doing that and the timelines and stuff. Because the biggest thing about an ADHD, we don't have a timeline. Everything is now or not now. We don't, we don't plan aboard, but that's the freedom of it. So, right. yeah. So, so fine. And then I'd like to be a part of that movement. That's one of the things I work on is would love to you know, be a part of incorporating new things for people with ADHD because it doesn't fall in that, you know, nine to five, everything's, you know, systematic. It doesn't fall in that. But ADHD brains are so valuable. You know, um, one of the things I was just saying, you know, that really makes me think is, you know, how history repeats itself. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a very big thing due to the fact that ADHD people, the neurodivergence aren't in the, in the evolution, aren't influencing evolution well enough. 
Okay, so the neurotypical mind is more geared for repetitiveness. You know, that's why they're good at the test. That's why they're good at remembering things because they're more geared for that. That's why they go、mm-hmm. to work at the same time. So, and that's why that cycle just kind of keeps repeating. Now, that's why ADHD and the neurodivergent brain is so valuable because it is that part of the of evolution and stuff that is needed to、mm-hmm. get to go into new areas that we haven't been in yet. And I'm so hoping, and and I believe that you know society is starting to realize that and starting to say, hey, we need to bring in the other half of this equation here. <laughs> yeah,、so. definitely. I definitely like everything you're saying. I mean, I just wrote down a little note that said social media. So nowadays, as you well know, you don't have to really too much wait for things, right? I mean, I know that we're not doctors, we're not specialists, we have no degrees、mm-hmm. in this. However, we can always, you know, make more podcasts and and and、uh, you know gather more information and make、mm-hmm. a social media page on Facebook dedicated to ADHD and dyslexia. I mean, there's things we can、mm-hmm. do,、um, right? And you and I can do it. You know what I mean?、Um, we can get other people on board if if、uh, if we find other people that、um, have this. Uh, need and everything. Oh yeah,、um, so we can definitely, <laughs> you know, we can definitely make this happen because social media is at your fingertips, and nowadays you don't have to wait for scientists.、Um, right. That When, brings. Oh, go ahead. What you're gonna say? Oh, I was just gonna、um, follow up on what you were saying.、Um, yeah, I mean everything because there's only you know there's a lot you'll see on ADHD. Um, like TikToks and different, you want to be a little bit, you know, on those. But there are some like really good、um, people. Like the one, there's one girl that I follow. I can't remember her name. Oh, sorry, I wish I could right now because <laughs> I would have loved to have mentioned her in here. And her first name is Jennifer, but she works, you know, hand in hand with、uh, with the、um, the professionals, you know, on、mm-hmm. it and stuff. So she knows a lot of that stuff, and yeah, we can do that too. You know, getting yeah, the the facts, facts, you know, and having the the credentials to back it and different things. Because I don't I don't want to put out anything that's that's not right unless I'm talking about my own personal, you know, or or, or someone's personal situation that they're going through with something. Because then that's. You know, right, right, yeah.、Yourself. I definitely don't want to do that. So、mm-hmm. um, we we are we can't and we won't do that.、Um, right. But that brings me to my next question, though, on what we've been kind of touching on is how much research have you done on your own for your、mm. own experience? Wow, tons, tons. I mean.、Um, you know, in most of the research that I do, it's. It's like eye opening on everything. It's like boom, that's me, that's me. Oh, that's you know, and it's just it, the last, the you know, the the first few years were just like so eye opening. I'm just like, oh my gosh, you are just describing me to a T, you know. But yeah, I, I I just so much researching on it and learning about it and learning about myself and seeing where correlations go together and how things, you know, go up. Yeah. So,、mm, so research、yeah. though on your personal journey,、um, have you found、um, tools or、uh, ways of being or ways of doing things to kind of help it help your everyday life go a little more、yeah. smoothly?、Mm-hmm. Yes. And at this point in my life, like I said. Um, being in menopause,、um, my ADHD is at at a peak of disarray. <laughs>、um, but I do know that in my heart that it is my knowledge of things that has me still on the upside of it. If I were someone who did not know what was what, yeah, I couldn't imagine. I mean, what? I, I would probably be, you know, in a psych ward somewhere because I wouldn't know.、Yeah. But being knowledge of it, I know not to take some things so seriously or what to just let that slide. I mean, a lot of, you know,、um, 
a lot about ADHD is also the cognitive behavioral therapy, which you know as well that I'm very, you know, trained in that um, as well. So my cognitive aspect is good. I mean, but it's not, there's, you're still going to have that roller coaster, those feelings and those stuff, but I know more of what to do with them when I get them, you know. Do you think that that puts you more, do you think that puts you more in an angered state or a more frustrated state? Um, I think, what, what, can you re- clarify on what you're saying? What puts me there? So having ADHD and, and not menopause. being able to focus and going through menopause and trying to navigate the uh, normative world, oh. does that make you angry or does that make you more frustrated? I think all of the above. Like if I was someone, if I didn't understand what was going on, yes, it does. It's, it's very, very angry, very frustrated, very, and you'd be very scared, very scared. It would feel, because I mean, I could definitely tell that if I didn't have certain knowledge, I would be terrified. I would think I was going insane. Literally. No, yeah, yeah. I totally agree with that Um, um, statement because like I said, you and I know our backgrounds and, and our lives and stuff, but our listeners don't. But however, the jobs and stuff that we were in, that I'm in, I've learned a lot about mental mm-hmm. health. And, right. you know, this is a mental health issue. Uh, it's right. not separate. You know, it's just a different uh, right. aspect. It, mm-hmm. It's all mental. It's all mental related, you know, because absolutely anything that is to do with the mind and the you know the way that there are chemicals and things are going up in there is all under the, the mental uh, um, is, mental issues and stuff right. um so and then that's a part of the human anatomy that people cannot see outwardly unless it's in your in your behavior which is you know when they see it they're allowed to make their own you know perception of it which is not right because <laughs> they don't know what they're right. what they're actually you know um right and the thing of it is it's not it's well it's not just about do i go left or right it's do i go left do i go right do i turn around do i you know what i mean in mm-hmm. an example of of someone living with adhd or or maybe the level of adhd um, I know I struggle with that sometimes, you know, like, uh, do I clean the dishes? Do I sit mm-hmm. down? Do I get up? Do I go wash right. the car? You know, and, and a normal person, you just know what, what to do. And then do. for me, it's a lot easier. I can, you know, like bring myself to a point and be like, okay, I'm going to do this first and then I'll do this. So for right. me, I can kind of, you know, I still have that. Uh, be able to dictate it a little bit. Better. Yeah. That mm-hmm. dermat- determination um, but mm-hmm. for someone that has more of a severe case or someone yeah, that is going through hard. other things you know it's yeah. harder to to, right. to um, devise what you're doing first or what you need to do or something like that absolutely yeah it is absolutely and it it is it's hard because um, one of the, like I said one of the things that one of the ways I ended up being was you know a people pleaser and trying to do everything else because I didn't know how to couldn't you know do my own myself because I didn't know what that was so yeah. and that made it where nobody got pleased because you know you, you got to please yourself and right now in my, in my thing is I need me and I do know that that's the most important and getting beyond that selfishness. I feel selfish to need myself, but that's one of the biggest things that I've been working on. And because, because of, because of the fact that I know how important it really is, I have to do that. If I don't, then I'm not going to be able to do this. It's going to turn, you know, I'm not going to be able to get through it. So what is the phrase, I need myself? What does that mean? (sighs) that the most important thing is finding what I need for me, right. you know, and it's in what my whole life has been, and it's still hard for me to not feel guilty if I'm not doing something for other everybody else, you know, um, and I've come a long way on that, you know, that, no, I need this because I know it's at a point where if I don't, it's it's all going to go bad it's going to go real bad because and also to learn not to fall 
in a habit of just doing what other people are doing like if I can't figure out if I can't figure out what to do on my own or how to get myself to focus a lot of times what I would do is just go do whatever somebody else was doing which prevented me from finding my way so I don't I don't want to fall into that to that habit you know so right so So what do you ultimately do now I mean you don't just sit there and stare at the wall so how do you no. How do you devise um, what you're gonna do? Like, like your, like, what does your day look like? Basically, my day, my day looks like me trying to work on um, doing well, cleaning. Like, I always gotta make my bed and everything because I'm trying, still trying so hard to, you know, make the my area, my space, environment to be ADHD friendly, which is almost impossible for an ADHD person to do. It's something that we need, but something that we can't do. So that that is still I still try it that to do that, um, and working on trying to do things that I do like like my my woodwork and stuff like that because it, those things that I find passion in are what's going to give me the dopamines that I need to be able to handle and deal with the things that I have to you know the other things that I have to deal with like you know making right. doctor's appointments and getting there and stuff so. And then just not being hard on myself, trying to be easy on myself and not, you know, do it a little bit at a time and keeping my mental state, you know, okay. And then, you know, and I still spend time with others and stuff like that and, and my grandbabies and stuff. I go over there. But and I, one of the things, the biggest things is not to push myself too hard. I find that when I'm, if I can't do something and if I just sit there and get upset and try to push myself to do it, I'm ne- it's never going to I'm only getting myself further away from doing it because I'm making it worse and which is not which is depleting d- dopamines not creating them so right. we have I know to step back and say okay just you know just don't do that right now, but right and let's go back because you mentioned that you were trying to make your space more ADHD friendly um so what does that mean? Like when I hear that, I kind of feel like, you know, you're make, you're trying to make it more fr- more friendly, but I don't know that you succeed. So is that kind of one of the aspects of ADHD? Is yeah. that you keep trying and you just not you're not getting yeah. what you're looking for, but you don't really know what you're looking for? Right. Well, with with the attention deficit, you know, it's I don't have the focus. I mean, I'm a great organizer, and I mean, I got I can do plans for days. I can do a lot of things when I'm focused, and that's the big thing. You know, it, one of the things that are so hard right now is right now I can't even do Postmates. But in truth and reality, my skills are way beyond Postmates. But you know, and like I go to to the the fries right over here, and there's people that you know don't have as many skills as me or as much you know training as I do yet they have a job but they have one thing I don't and that's focus <laughs> right, right, <laughs> you know right. I can't even stand there and be a door doorkeeper because I can't stand there that long <laughs> so yeah but yeah the constant like clutter and I've just been downsizing but the idea is to you know there's there's lots of watch videos on it and stuff you know but it's to you know, downsize and to unclutter. It's to be able to find things when we need them, things in places that, you know, I mean, not knowing where something is, is one of my biggest, you know, I'll go to do something. I'll have it, you know, and it's like, go do it. And boom, as soon as I get to do it, there go to do it. There's like, becomes another thing that I don't have or something that's not there or something that's not right, which is a distraction because now I have to go over here and, and by then I've done forgot and it's just a mess because yeah no I I definitely understand how that can be you know (laughs) and some people just shrug it off to absent-mindedness right but right it it could be that you know not everything is detrimental however it could be something more too right right and that's what I'm and that's one of the things that would usually just send me over the edge and it happens all the time because I'm not it's not ADHD friendly. There's still so much that needs to be, you know, I don't know things that I need when I need something are not on hand. 
And in order to, for a person with attention deficit, they need the things they need right then because anything that distracts them is pulling them away because we don't, we don't have that ability to shift gears like a, neuro, a normal person does, a normal neurotypical person. They can go over here and do this and then still come back to their project. Once you, I'm off, I'm off. Who knows when I'm coming back to that project? Who knows when I'll be back over there to that, <laughs> you know? And everything that's around me, like my room and stuff like that, when things are out of place, there's this constant, oh, I need to do this. It's like my brain is, there's so many things going on in my head. It's like, oh, I need to do this. And everywhere I look, there's like a million things that my brain is saying to me, I need to do this. And I'm looking around at all the little different things that need to be done. You know, and my attention is trying to be pulled to that. You know, in one of the biggest things is it's the, the label attention it is an over obsessive amount of attention to everything right which makes the inability to focus on one thing because the brain is being pulled in a bunch of different ways it wants to it wants to do everything at once because it doesn't have the ability to 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 make that system like you know like i said it doesn't have a timeline so it can't say i'm going to do this at this time and this at that time it's gonna if you're gonna do something everything wants to come in at once you're like ah or (laughs) you get overwhelmed and you just sit there and do nothing and people think that you don't you don't want to do nothing i do i want to do everything (laughs) all at once all at once yeah yeah that's that is the thing yeah everything wants to be done at once yeah that's definitely true um i know there's a lot coming out about these things about mental health about dyslexia learning disabilities adhd um there's a shorter version of adhd too isn't there isn't there like um just a hd or something or just oh there's there's some kind AD- of other thing? yeah add um yeah because i mean they have come to to realize that you know like i have hyperactive this ADHD so I'm really like I have the H so I mean it's hard for me to sit down and stay still I'm constant I mean you knew you worked with me or you lived with me your whole life (laughs) I I never sit down (laughs) I'm constantly going um but like my like my daughter your cut your um cousin she has it but she's not the get up and go all the all over the place so but it's still happening in the brain so ADD is the inattentive where it's still, the brain is still really active and it's really hard to focus and really hard to get the, to do something. So, but it, it, it all does fall under the ADHD, but yes, there are different types of it. Not mm. all ADHD is, you know, hyperactive, but it's still off that attention thing. Right. And I know you did, you know, you did hold a job for where, you know, the company that I currently work for still um, for a long while. Um, And I know that medication was a part of that. Mm -hmm. Um, How, how do you or anyone living with ADHD find the right meds that will help them? Like, where do they go? Where Where can they start? Um. Well, yeah, if you, I would say that if you, you know, suspect that you have ADHD, you know, if they, if you're struggling and you, if you, you, you know yourself, you know yourself as far as, right. you know, if you, if you're wanting to go after something, if you feel like there's, you're not fulfilling your life or something's not right and you can't go after what you try to do, that is a good place to say, okay, well, maybe there's something, a blocker, you know, and I would go see a psychiatrist and get tested, you know, to find out. Um, with medications, they typically will start you on, you know, non the the regular like Stratera or something like that, um, and to see how you're doing. Now the thing with with the medication is being aware that, like, okay, for instance, when I was when I was working, and there was a lot of times that I would fall off my second dose of medication would not realize that I'd done that and I'd start struggling but would not put two and you know two and two together that it was that I fell off my medication I was just assuming it was this or it's this or it's this or it's that 
really it was because of my dopamines. Right. Know, so I you would definitely have to, have to handle have, these situations. Right. You definitely so have to have that regimen to take the the one or yeah. two doses or whatever it calls for to keep the connective admirations mm-hmm. going. Yeah. And as 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 my, you know, um as I got closer to, you know, I was in premenopause and as I, you know, my my estrogen and stuff started dropping and, and everything that my meds became less and less effective. And that's where, and, and then on top of that, the type of work that I was doing changed dramatically where, you know, um, when I was first working there, there, it was more, there was more freedom for me to do what I wanted to do and how to make, to, to make things and stuff like that. But towards the end, it became more mechanical and more structured, which right. with everything put together, my menopause and that going there, and then having more structure, we just wasn't working. <laughs> you know, it was, it, it just went down. And but that I I would think I would definitely, you know, um, my, what I was saying though about medication is if you're if you start a medication, you, there's no there's it's not necessarily the right one. So not knowing how you're actually supposed to be can be tricky if you don't know how am I supposed to know if the medication's working if I don't really know what the results are supposed to look like. Right. You know, that that's um that's hard. But I think that you would just, you know, keep going by, you know, what is what's life feeling like for you? Are you still struggling with stuff? Are you still, you know, I mean, you I know when I first went on medications, it was life when I first went on Adderall, it was life changing. It was the first time I ever felt normal and in control of myself. You know, um, right, right. you know what you know what I mean. I did before then, which I see now the the reason for that because it was because I needed what I needed. Um, <laughs> just didn't know it, and then right. but yeah. So if I had had that the whole time, I would have. But that's not it's in the past. But yeah, so if you're trying, if you start on a medication, just you know, make a journey, a journal of what you know, how your things are going for you, or do you see improvements in areas and stuff? Because you know, not every medication is the right medication. You know, and right, just don't take the first thing that they give you. Yeah, and you just, just yeah, because right, because a lot of young kids do that, like you know. Um, teenagers who don't know any better, they'll go on Satera and they'll, it's not really working, but they don't say nothing about it and they don't, cause they have no idea and they're still struggling and then they can still slip into drug use and different things like that because they don't know that that's not all there is to it. Like, okay, this is what, what it's supposed to do and it really isn't working, but they don't, they, they just assume that that's the best they're going <laughs> to, they don't, you know what I mean? No, right, you gotta no. go out there and see, cause me personally, they tried me on a couple the Satera and uh, well Butrin, which were both horrible. It didn't it didn't work at all. Um, and then got Adderall, which was which, like I said, was life changing. And most people, the the most sought out medication is the Adderall, and I feel it is the most aligned with the natural uh, you know dopamines that that we produce in our head you know it's the most synthetic mm-hmm. closest synthetic um there was a time when there was a shortage on med- on the Adderall which I had to then try some different stuff I tried the Vivan and I tried Ritalin both horrible a Vivan I think for me was the worst because it was like my brain's usually like going a mile a minute a hundred million thoughts at one time and it took nothing. There was nothing in my head. I couldn't even. I was like, "Oh man, like, whoa, zombie!" I'm like, "No, it's too quiet in here." And the spray. Nope, nope, that ain't working. <laughs> 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 yeah. So. So, what would you um, have? You ever? Uh, hold on, let me rephrase this. Have you come across any holistic approaches? Because uh, I know that we might have some listeners that. Uh, yes. Or, you know, they're afraid of meds or they don't do right. meds or something, or maybe there's some holistic um, options. 
Right, right. And, um, oh, and, and speaking of meds, not, okay, they, um, statistically, um, there's only a short, a small portion, uh, percentage of, of ADHD people that actually do well on medications. It's not, it's not that if you have ADHD that you need meds. Uh, that's not even how it works. There's a certain types of ADHD because there's like seven different types of ADHD, like the ring of oh. fire. There's, yeah, um, I can't think of them all offhand. I'd have to write them down so we can say them in a, in a podcast. But there are different ones. And depending on which type you have would determine better if you were even good, if medications were going to be good for you. So not all, medi- oh, not all okay. ADHD is, yeah. That's good to know. Yeah. And so... Mm-hmm. Um, but there, as far as you know, uh, like I said, a lot of what ADHD, what fuels ADHD to to be productive, is based around the dopamines and endorphins that that are generated. So finding you know, that's why it's so important for parents to understand what and how their child is developing and what's right for them because pushing them in the wrong direction is is pushing you know is is making it impossible for them to get those dopamines that they need to be successful so an ADHD child and even an ADHD adult needs to do things that look more like playing but it's that freedom in the brain to just create and go that triggers our dopamines and gets us which makes us more productive to do other things so when we just have a no no nonsense life oh there's no dopamines happening we're not doing anything we just fall, <laughs> fall to the grid we're right, right. yeah so yeah being able to produce it but it is you know finding things about yourself that you enjoy or finding things that build those dopamines um yeah and there's a lot more to to that that we could go over in you know later in later topics and stuff about yeah, how you, yeah. And, and exercise definitely um yeah like just a long list of different things like when i get up in the morning um because i know my dopamines are low because my with my with my meds not working because of my s you know uh because my menopause and whatever else but um i get up in the morning i make my bed I open my curtains, I turn on the lights, lights are a big thing, you gotta have lights, can't sit in the dark, can't be, you know, permitting the nurse sitting over there because no dopamine's happening. <laughs> right. So I get up and you're moving around, you know, can't, I might not know what I'm going to be doing, but I get up and I move around because you get the, everything flowing, so, you know. Yeah, I mean, I know it looks different from each people, or yeah. for different people, for but sure. what you're mm-hmm. saying is to definitely just be active, um, yeah, go for a walk, uh, clean your house, open your curtains, mm-hmm. um, yeah. go, you know, just go outside maybe, take your coffee outside yes. if that's what you do, um, mm-hmm. just things like that, and that can, <clears throat> excuse me, and that can get you um, get you started. Yeah, get some dopamines going for you, yeah. Um, one thing that I've learned, and I used to not, I mean, before I learned not to do it, I used to do it all the time, just sit there and try to push, you know, an idea to come up, something to happen. You know, I just sit there and be else, and just, you know, not getting up, I'm like, oh, heck with it, it would, you know. But I've learned, that is the time that you need to get up and do something else. Just don't worry about it, it'll come. You know, if you try to push it and you just sit there waiting for, like, this, you know, flood of dopamine just fall on your head or, you know, great ideas. <laughs> not going to happen. You got to get up, move yeah, around, right. get things flowing. That's, yeah, that's yeah. good advice. I mean, that's, you know, that is uh, understandable. Because um, if you try to force anything, you're probably not going to get the results you want. So, right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. And then that's what I do most of the days is just, you know, um, I try to be easy on myself and just kind of going with the flow and, and as things go, you know, um, getting things done still. I mean, but I'm so, it is still hard because, you know, I want, I want it now. (laughs) (laughs) I want things now and patience is not a virtue. So um, yeah, so I do still struggle really bad and there's times I just, you know, I'll, can't and I get you know like oh and I'll just go lay down for a second because it's not happening but yeah 
I mean, a lot of what I go through right now is just getting through the day and trying to do a little bit here and there. Like this project that I'm working on, this one is taking me, gosh, months. I can't wait till I can get this one done because hopefully the next few won't be so hard. But right. that, right. but when well, I it's do, good, it's good to still challenge yourself, even though oh, you absolutely. might have the problems or the issues. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's good to. Um, would you say it's good to still make a list and try to make a small list and try to accomplish that list in your way? Um, well, it, yeah, because I would I would say here's here's the thing on that topic. Now I do I am going through another issue with being in menopause, so that's going to be a whole nether another issue um but for an average adhd person like that's not in menopause i would definitely say yes make a make a list you know i mean i'm still you know i have to put things on my board you know to to get them done i have to they have to be right in front of my face or they don't exist um right right. so you know make the list small or you know just what you gotta do um yeah, because try to wing it all. If you got things that you need to take care of, don't don't rely on you're going to remember to do it because, yeah, it doesn't happen. <laughs> you're probably not. So, yeah, <laughs> notes, notes for everything. And I always, mine are always, you know, tacked to the wall. Because <laughs> if I don't put it to the wall, I'll put it down and I won't know where it went. So, oh my gosh, yeah. But, yeah, and like making a, a list of plans that of things that you're working on, you know, definitely. Um, there's a lot of good sheet works and stuff, you know, because if you're if you're if you have a goal or something like that, you definitely want to have, you know, written out things that keep you on track. But um, one of the biggest things, and what is hard for ADHD people, is being ADHD. We need support from others told what to do that you know we don't want to be treated like a kid we don't want to be treated like we don't know what we're doing but we do need that that help like okay even simple things because this is one of the biggest things is something can be so simple and it probably is but without the focus everything is hard <laughs> you know i mean you know i'm really good on <laughs> yeah. the computer but right now i can't even i can't even manage a web page like oh where oh my god i don't even know but it's because i can't focus it doesn't know i don't know how, doesn't mean i don't know how to do it and uh, yeah and no yeah. i get it well someone with a you know i would consider a mild case of that of ADHD, I definitely get it because if I don't write stuff down, especially at work, because mm-hmm. I have 24 guys that I take care of and you know staff and everything, so if yeah. I don't write stuff down during the during the start of the day, mm-hmm. I might even do like one or two things, and then I'll find 12 things that I did that I didn't even write, write down. Right down, so right. <laughs> that's, a class, that's a classic one right there. That's when you just you know you, you go write it down on the list and so you check it off like <laughs> oh yeah I did that right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. So I get because you'll get do five you things you didn't even need to do and miss the one you were supposed to do. Like I was saying, right, right, one hundred percent. So yeah, yeah. so that's the um, right there that you know you have to watch out for. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, so while this has been absolutely informative and awesome to sit down and talk with you um, about this situation, I want to do um, many, many more. Uh, topics uh, in the future with you and maybe um, you know reaching out and networking maybe we Mm -hmm. can have other guests on or other people or maybe professional Um, Mm -hmm. you never know so um, is there anything else you want to say on the topic or closing or some advice or helpful hints oh gosh yeah just um, if you're listening to this and you have you know adhd dyslexia any of it you know you're not alone and you're not broken um you're different and the more we learn about yourself and what what your condition consists of the more you know you'll feel connected you know you'll feel nice. empowered um doesn't mean you don't still struggle because you will but yeah. it's a start and, you know. Yeah. yeah. 
Well, definitely. Well, thank you so much again, uh, Venus, for sitting down and talking with me. Um, this has been Talking About Talking. Um, usually I will air an episode every Saturday night at 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern Standard Time. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast. Um, as always, be well and treat others with respect. Have a nice night.